Welcome to Life and Love Nuggets, where licensed therapists Brent and Janice Sharp share how you can thrive in your life, your love, and your relationships. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Life and Love Nuggets. We uh, are coming up to a real milestone in our journey together. We are almost at a, a full year. Uh, this is uh, like podcast number 49, so we're sneaking up on a year of these. We've really enjoyed the journey with you. Uh, and because we're coming up to the end of the year, it's also time for holidays since we started this during the holiday season last year. And our very first podcast, we've not done this yet, but we're actually going to kind of re-air for the very first time our very first podcast, which was so... You're going to be with the family for the holidays. Um, we talk about the reality that the holidays have so much anticipation, so much buildup. We hope that these times are going to be wonderful and amazing. But oftentimes our family gatherings can be challenging. And so we look at in this um, podcast, uh, we look at some of those challenges how do we approach this? What kind of hard attitude can we go into uh, these times? Uh, sometimes we have to protect ourselves emotionally, have to set good boundaries. Uh, but also, how do we go into these times and be able to serve those that we're around so that these moments can be the most enjoyable possible uh, with the least amount of risk emotionally in our lives? Because these are very powerful people that we're going to be around. They Many of them were formative in our lives as, as children, and so their words, their opinions, the, the questions that they ask sometimes can be uh, really challenging to deal with. So the next few minutes, listen in um, as we look at how can we make this year uh, that we're going into with these holidays uh, the best possible for all of our lives. Welcome to Life and Love Nuggets with Brent and Janice Sharp. We want to help you thrive as individuals. We want to help you in your marriages and in your family life. We've been married for a long time. 44? <laughs> 44 years. <laughs> um, we've been marriage and family therapists for over three decades, almost four. We're almost. sneaking up on four. And we just retired from being pastors of 40 years this last summer. This is why we're actually doing this podcast, because we actually have a little bit of margin in our life for yes. the first time in, in forever. Today, we've entitled this, So You're Gonna Go to Be With Family at the Holidays. Oh my gosh, just last week and with my clients, I don't know about you, but several of them, almost every other couple was like, we need to talk about Christmas. We need to talk about we're going to the family and it's always a little bit challenging. Did it really is. And and I always say every November and December I spend time preparing my clients for the holidays. And then January I talk them down. So <laughs> so we really want to talk about just some practical tips and just some things to help people be ready for the holidays so they can be as good as possible. Now most of us are going to spend more time in the next few weeks with family, all bunched up in a little house or even a big house, mm -hmm. but way more people than is kind of normal. And now some of you, this is a beautiful thing and you're really looking forward to this and, and it's a really good thing. 
um, you, you ought to be in a Hallmark movie. Um, but most of us deal with some challenges, even in the best of families. There's going to be some times, there's going to be some questions asked or some circumstances that where your children are having a hard time in this big group or whatever um, that can really bring um, some challenging circumstances. So what do we do about that? How do we walk through these challenging times? One of the things I hear from a lot of my clients is things that are triggered like immediately over the Christmas dinner table. So it may be that competitive brother that you have that um, starts bragging on his success. Mm-hmm. And I'll have clients say, all of a sudden, I just want to go, oh, yeah, well, you cheated in Monopoly all the time when we were growing up. <laughs> yes. Or an uncle starts on a tirade about politics or how lazy millennials are. Oh, politics. And you just want to come unglued. Or, or I had one and... Um, she said they would repeat the same story about something stupid she did when she was five. And she heard it every single holiday. And all of her counseling and all of the things she'd worked on just went right out the window. And she went right back to being a child yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what happens for a lot of people. They end up getting back into childhood issues that they felt that they've outgrown. So for most of us, um, we need some strategies to stay out of the mm-hmm. circle difficult circumstances. Um, so before we head um, over the river and through the woods, we're going to talk about some practical things we can do here. And, and by the way, we're not alone in this. I mean, if you look at the scriptural story, mm-hmm. I mean, I think, good heavens, there's a lot of challenging families in the scriptures. I think about Jacob, um, son Joseph, who was his prized possession. And um you know, his brother sold him into slavery. <laughs> I mean, hopefully you aren't dealing with that kind of circumstance, <laughs> but good heavens, um, what a troubling um, family holiday um, scene. <laughs> and, and what about Jesus? We would expect Jesus has the best and healthiest mm-hmm. family, and we can mm-hmm. model all of our families around, around his. And yet, wow, tough times. I mean, I remember a time where scripture talks about he was gathering in a home and a large crowd was with him. and and his, his family heard about it, and it says they were going to go take charge of him because they thought he had lost his mind. Um, and that leads us into the whole section of Scripture where Jesus looks around the table and goes, who's my, who's my father and my mother and brothers? And it's these that are doing the, the, the work of the Lord. And I don't think he was being disrespectful there. He was just somehow uh, differentiating who he was from everybody else. And that it's okay to be different. You know, we're going to be with people that maybe we grew up with, but we're very different from them now because we've made different life choices. Um, A lot of different experiences that we've had since childhood. Now, I think if I had been Jesus in that circumstance, I would have wanted to run out and try to explain to my family, no, really, there's a reason why I'm doing this. Um, Or I would have been embarrassed that they... We're even saying this in front of people. And, and of course, most families have someone who will say something like, you're embarrassing us. Mm-hmm. Jesus, why are you doing this? You're embarrassing us. Or we don't air our dirty laundry in front of other people. So all of those messages mm-hmm. that come into. But I think so much of our conflict does have to do with, or tension, I should say, does have to do with being different. Yeah. And what Jesus is saying to us through this is 
it's okay to be different. It's okay to be who you are. Yeah, what we learn from the life of Jesus is that he didn't allow his family to keep him from being who he was, even if they didn't understand, Mm -hmm. even if they were embarrassed, that he knew who he was. Um, I love how N.T. Wright says it this way, because Jesus was moving against some significant cultural standards. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the Jewish family, you, you did everything together and you would follow in your father's footsteps on what he did. And the whole family did this together. And so he significantly was moving away from that. And N.T. Wright says it this way. It says, Jesus slices through the whole traditional structure in one clean cut. He has a different vocation, a different mission, and it involves breaking hallowed family ties. God is doing the unthinkable. He is starting a new family, a new holy people, and is doing so without regard for ordinary family bonds. Mm -hmm. So Jesus is differentiating himself from his family. He's saying, you're you, I'm me. It's okay. It's okay for us to be different and have um, different ways that we do life and the ways that we think. And he didn't stop loving his family, um, but he was separating himself and differentiating himself from them. Um, Henry Allen um, has a great quote also on why Jesus was able to love people relentlessly, how he was able to, to love his family, even though they might have been embarrassed with him and people were coming against him and calling him names and attacking him, how he continued to pursue them. Um, and now and says it this way, it is because Jesus was not dependent on people, but only on mm-hmm. God, that he could be so close to people, so concerned, so confronting, so healing, so caring. He related to people for their own sake, not his own. To say it in more psychological terms, he paid attention without intention. His question was not, how can I receive satisfaction, but how can I respond to your real need? This is possible only when there is a deeper satisfaction, a deeper intimacy from whence attention can be paid. Your love for others can be unconditional without a condition that your needs are gratified when you have the experience of being loved. Mm -hmm. So much of this, our own insecurities start flaring. When we recognize who we are, who've been made in the image of God, that we have value in who we are, not whether our family likes everything that we're doing or agrees with our parenting Mm -hmm. or this, that, or the other. But if we have that sense of self and security, then we can go into these um, family challenging circumstances Mm -hmm. and be loving. Absolutely. And we can love the people that are there. I mean, so oftentimes we worry about what what we think about or what, what they think about us, but there's also what we think about them. We can be choose to be loving and kind towards them, but that means we have to make some decisions and we have to recognize some things. We can't change our families. What? Yes. As, as much as we would like to sometimes, we can't change them and we have to accept them the way that they are. Yeah. We can only change ourselves. Um, oftentimes I'll have people go, well, I'm not trying to change them or fix them. I'm just trying to help them. Yes. <laughs> Which is basically trying to change them and fix them. And you've just changed the wording. Yes, in that. yes, absolutely. But we have to let go of that need to make them be who we want them to be. Yeah, absolutely. So giving up the need for change, 
Uh, most of you are familiar with the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Including which, our family. <laughs> which is most things. Courage to change the things I can and wisdom to know the difference. Now, most of us, I think, if we're being honest, we go into family gatherings with God. Grant me the ability to change the things I cannot accept. Uh, it's just not uh, what God has given us the power to do, um, the intentionality to do. It's, it's, not, what, uh, it's not how this is going to work. Uh, our families are not going to be perfect. Um, Neither are we. What? And so we have to give up expectations uh, that things are going to all be different than they have been mm-hmm. over the years. I think we going with these idealistic thoughts that, oh, it'll be different this year, and, and so-and-so won't do this or won't do that. And so we have to expect that things are probably going to be the same. And so what are some practical things that we can do? Um, I feel like you're so good at this and, and having an understanding of some simple steps that we can take to help these times be the most effective and the most enjoyable that they can. Well, I think, again, it goes back to some of our thought process. Um, we can't fix them. Uh, we can't be responsible for them or we don't have to be responsible for them. You know, sometimes when we get with families, we see siblings or even parents or children, grown children, that are making really poor decisions in their life. And there's part of us that really wants to jump in and fix some of that or, again, at least teach them. We can't change them. We're not responsible for them. We're not responsible for them to get their lives together or even to come to faith in any way. We can let go of that. We so desperately want to teach people or fix people. And I really think that's the Holy Spirit's job. But we want to be the, we want to help the Holy Spirit out, don't we? I know, but we're really bad we're at bad being Holy the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I had um, a parent of adult child and, and he was like, I'm really, really not trying to parent them or teach them or anything. But I just know what they need to do in order to yes. have some changes. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much the same thing. But it's easy to do. If they're six, that's reasonable. Exactly. <laughs> but when they're older than that, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, we yeah, need yeah. to let them go and be who they are. We also need to remember that we're not responsible for their happiness. It's really painful to see family members that are unhappy. And we do. We, we want to help. But, but going too far in that... We end up having our sister move in with us and giving her our car. I mean, you could go into codependency with that Mm -hmm. and you end up losing so much of your life and it's not healthy for her either. There's just a lot of things that it's easy to slip into. Um, We also have to, to look at, and I've been hearing this, I don't know if you hear this over and over again, but I'll have clients and they start to set some boundaries with their families over the holidays and then they'll get a call and go, well, grandma will be so disappointed. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Or, oh, my gosh, okay, you can do that, but your poor mother's going to really struggle. Yeah. You know, sometimes we've almost worshipped family traditions, mm-hmm. and it all comes to a head at the holidays because Christmas especially is so important for so many people. And we have to say we're different from our family. We're changing all the time, and it's okay to change some of our traditions even in a family if those traditions are outgrown and they're ending up being more painful for us than good i think about some of the shaming messages that people deal with from 
from parents or grandparents or siblings and all those things you just said. And I think it's the reason we get so hooked in, I think, to shame uh, and, oh, there's something bad about me or a good daughter would do this or a good sibling or whatever would do this is because we've had very powerful people in our life. Um, again, parents, pastors, Sunday school teachers, coaches, use shame to try to manipulate our behavior. And and it works for a little bit mm-hmm. and it is just not, it's not life giving ultimately. And so, but any of those kind of shaming kind of statements, I think just takes us right back to our formative years mm-hmm. when we were shamed into things and um, it just hooks us. And so we just have to realize that, that there's a power there, but the more we can acknowledge it, recognize it and push against that, um, it's going to help us to be the healthiest we can be. Um, you can love somebody without getting their approval. Yes. Oh my gosh. We, we, I mean, you know, a couple of the main, most important things in life uh, on a human level is I want people to like me. I, I want to feel they accept me and love me and that my performance, the way that I live is seen as, as valued and, and acceptable and successful. And, and so we're just really, particularly these people, because they're so important in our life, because uh, they've been so powerful, and uh, we want them to approve of us. But we have to let go of that, because we're not always going to get approval from them. But right. we can still love them, and we mm-hmm. can still know we're okay right. without getting that approval. And also, no matter how much we talk, they're really probably never going to understand us. I, mm-hmm. I see... In families, they get in these long conversations about things and trying to prove why we think what we think and dealing with such a highly polarized culture where everybody's in camps and trying to prove their point. And I mean, you can talk until you're pink, blue, and purple in the face and people are never going to fully understand you. Mm-hmm. Now, now we, it's, it's not wrong to give some perspective, but just let it go. Um, just don't keep trying to convince anybody. They're not going to be convinced in, in these settings. And people will never, ever completely understand you. That's just not even possible. That's right. Um, unless we do brain transplants or something, we'll never fully understand each other. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean we don't try to communicate and tr- don't try to speak clearly, but we're, uh, we're, we can't put our sense of value in the approval of others. That's right. And they will never understand us. No. Never completely. I remember a Beth Moore story where she said for the first time ever, and she was an adult, but she had a chance to confront the person who had abused her. And she said she went in and she talked and she said all of those things, all the ways she'd been hurt over the years, how it had impacted her, how difficult it was. And then she walked out and she turned around the corner and she stood there and went, he didn't get it. He just didn't get it. No matter how much we talk, they may not get it, but that's okay. Because even if people don't get it, even if the most important people in our lives don't get it, we're loved by God and he gets us. He knows us. And so we can hold on to that even when we're feeling like we're not accepted by somebody around us. So good. So a few practical tips, because I do love to ha- do the practical tips. We need to. Um, a few practical tips are to have good holidays, you really have to plan. 
we kind of have this idea and grandmas are the most, I, I think this is the hardest for grandmas and I'm one of them, but yes. I'm a Grammy, not a grandma. <laughs> you have this idea, if I can just get the whole family together in the same house, everything will be wonderful and we're going to have a wonderful holiday. Well, yes, but they, again, they're all adults. They all have their own lives. And so we have to make plans that really work for us and where we're at right now. I remember when our kids were little and we would take what was supposed to be a nine-hour road trip that turned out to be a 12 to 13-hour road trip, depending on where the kids were at at that stage of development. Um, and we would get to the family's house and there would be all these activities that would be already planned, which was great, except a lot of them were planned for things that our kids weren't old enough to do or they were maybe too scary for them to do. Or because they spent, you know, 12 hours in a van packed in together, they just weren't ready to do some of those activities. And they were with people that they saw once or twice a year in a strange environment, and it was challenging. And so we had to begin, as you remember, we had to begin to say some things like, oh, you know what? The Children's Museum sounds great, but I think our kids are too tired to do that. Or, oh, a movie would be really fun, but the baby can't sit still. And I think that might be a little too old for some of our kids. So you guys go ahead and go have a great time, but we're going to stay here and put everybody down for a nap and we'll meet up later. And even if we get eye rolls, even if they don't understand it or don't know why we would do that, it's okay to say, this is what we feel like is best for our family. Exactly. And, And I think we have to all give ourselves permission for that. And that's not just people with kids. I mean, that can be if you're a couple without kids. That can be if you're an individual person. It doesn't have to be, oh, because we now have kids, we can make changes. Mm -hmm. I would really rather people enjoy the time together than to go away going, I hope I never have to go back (laughs) there again. Uh, So sometimes that means we have to stay in a hotel. Because it's just more peaceful for our family or for us as an individual to be in a hotel. Or we and the may- family doesn't understand why, they, because they've made little beds for everybody in different rooms and so forth, and they've worked it all out. And it's okay to go, thank you so much for that. Uh, we just think we're going to grab a hotel, and, and it's okay. It just doesn't work as well for us. But I, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much for all the effort that you've gone to. But this is what we think we're going to do. And stay firm with that. And with couples, you really need to make sure you're on agree- in agreement on that. Yes. So one person doesn't go, okay, mom's going to be so disappointed. Do we really need the hotel? But make Yeah, or in the middle of a conversation, somebody's saying, don't you guys think you could do this? And if we're not agreed ahead of time, yes. that's why planning is so important. And one of us is caving and going, well, maybe. And then we look at the other one and put them on the spot and... <laughs> I'm sure this is never, I'm having a little PTSD here. Okay? I'm, I'm sure, I'm little, sure that has never happened to us at mo- all. We're lear- we learn most of this stuff the hard way, people, okay? Yeah, but we say we learned it from our clients. Exactly, yes. <laughs> it's always a good out. But, but, you know, we can also kind of split the holiday. So we can spend a few days at grandma's house and then spend a day or two in a hotel if that makes it more comfortable yeah. for us. 
And honestly, we found, especially with my mom, she ended up being more comfortable with us staying for a short period of time. Yeah, she, she was, was ready for us to go. She was, right. she was used to living alone. And then yeah, we yeah, come yeah. with four kids and it's like, whoa, this is a lot. But, but we can make plans to make it easier. I think another thing that I liked that we did when the kids were growing up is sometimes we would stop on the way to visit. So we might drive to St. Louis and go spend a few hours in the zoo or spend the night there before we would drive on. It made the drive easier, but it also made it so that we had some fun time with just our family and enjoyed that precious time. And whatever that cost, going. I'll just say it's worth the investment. Um, uh, it helped everybody. Our kids do better. It helped um, the whole package um, go more smoothly. There weren't, weren't as many meltdowns. Not as many. And if you are the parent of adult children or the grandparent, I do think it's really important that you're sensitive to those kinds of things with the kids. I am really proud of the fact that our kids, we have two that live out of town, and I'm really proud of the fact that when they come, they go on date nights mm-hmm. when they're here so that they have some time for just the two of them. Some grandparents may not understand that, but it's still okay to do because it's good for you. Yeah, and this is, uh, we could spend a whole time talking about the grandparents or the parents, you know, sensitivity towards families and so forth. And that might be a whole nother podcast, but, but some of that is just be very aware of if you have single kids coming to visit, don't put them all off on the little singles table or kids you know, table. Kids table. Just because they're not married doesn't mean they yeah. need to be with their nine and ten year old yeah. niece and nephew. Or that they always have to, you know, sleep on the sleeper sofa. Um, and so, just being, how do we celebrate them and help them feel like they're part and they're important here? And and if you do, I mean, it's, you know, for some, it's worth a little bit of the risk of all this to let the cousins be together. Everybody sleep together. And so we're going to be a little more uncomfortable. It's okay. You know, it's not your bed. It's not your pillow and all. Um, But go ahead and just prepare for that. Again, that's Mm -hmm. the whole idea of preparation. Um, If the bed they usually put you on is just not very comfortable, take a little extra padding and slip it in there. You know, might need some of these little white noise machines Mm -hmm. can be miraculous, you know, to help um, quiet things and, you know, people not be interrupted and, and so forth. And so, um and bringing water bottles to keep in your room so you can have um bringing a fan if it's too hot or a sweater if it's too cold anything to make it comfortable i always tell um you know i'm involved in mothers of preschoolers and i always tell them when you go on family vacations take pajamas that it's okay walking down the hall in Mm -hmm. because you never know who you're going to run into or Take a little carry-all for things that you can carry back and forth to the bathroom. Yeah, for sure. Just something to make it more comfortable in a very practical way. And if your kids have unique food needs, mm-hmm. just bring it all. You know, we right. don't expect them um, to, to be aware of those things and right. those sensitivities and, and not making a big deal of those special needs, but just kind of make that preparation yourself. You know, in our family, we have uh, vegetarian gluten-free and low-fat. That's just in our own small family. We just bring food. It's just easier to do that. And it does eliminate a lot of stress for the host. For sure. So one thing, um, and I I tell you, again, we learned this stuff the hard way, um, giving ourselves exit points 
um, I was particularly bad at this. Um, we would be in a stressful family situation and Janice is trying to get my attention across the room because something happened with one of the kids or with her or whatever. And she's trying to get my attention so that we could take a break or take a walk mm-hmm. or this out of the other. And, and I'd be looking at her going, what? From across the room. Which is always really helpful. And put her on then this, you, then and everybody you, else turns to her. Nothing. What? Huh? And so um, just don't let that happen. I'm, you know, again, I was not very good at this, but we worked on it. We had we some did. Con- good conversations after those times mm-hmm. and said, okay, how could we change that and fix mm-hmm. that? And so we had a little, you know, we you know, might've thought we were a baseball coach or something. We had a little signals, you know, <laughs> pull, pull your ear means. You know, it's really time for the kids to get a break. And I think mm-hmm. it'd be great if we took the kids to Starbucks or something and, and, or, you know, spent the afternoon by ourselves. or I'm, I'm going to, I need to go take a nap or, you know, th- th- those kind of things. I, I teach my clients, those are called secret signals. Yes. And secret signals always have to be planned ahead of time and really, really practiced because otherwise one's going to look at the other and going, why are you rubbing your nose? Right. What's going on? Are you catching yes. a cold or yes. something will happen? Yeah. So we have to prepare yes. those things ahead of time. Make sure you guys are on the same page and it'll make sure life goes a lot better. Um, we did have kind of one thing, uh, signal that was, if we don't leave in about 30 seconds, um, something's, somebody's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> so, so those are nine one ones. And so just make sure that we understand what those signals are and, it just makes all of life go a little bit better. And you can even kind of coach your kids on some of those things. If and, they, and it can be really helpful with small children yeah. if you have signals for them or they have signals for yeah. you, especially as they start to, to get to the age where they might be embarrassed by something. Yeah, absolutely. Having those signals really does make a difference. And it, it just helps them feel respected and valued. Yeah. So if they know that they can come in and give you a signal and that means, can you come over here? I need to tell you about something that happened. Mm-hmm. It was that was hurtful from one of the cousins, mm-hmm. um, then it just, it empowers them. It helps um, them not melt down. Uh, right. It helps us be able to be responsive and nobody's embarrassed, That's right. um, you know, by that. And so secret signals, all this again, preparing this stuff ahead of time. Another thing is prepare answers for questions. There's always these questions mm-hmm. that come. And if you can prepare ahead and know what you're going to say when so-and-so says this, yeah. um, then it just keeps the stress uh, more reasonable. And so um, and somebody grills you on, well, why did you get a divorce? What, what happened? Um, it's okay to say, oh, it's complicated. I don't, I don't really want to talk about that right now. Mm-hmm. It's okay to say that. You don't have to tell anybody anything. Right. You don't have to explain everything. Just but come up with that ahead of time. Now, you may have to say it for a second or third time. Yeah. <laughs> it's complicated, and I don't really want to talk about that right now. Um, why isn't your son going back to college? Well, he's exploring some other options, and, you know, he's looking at what he's going to do with his life. And, again, you don't have to go into other details. Um, you don't have to explain that he didn't get grades for any of his classes. <laughs> we don't have a GPA for all the money GPA we spent. For, yeah. We don't have to get into the details. That's of right. That. Um, we just have a simple explanation. Um, you know, why aren't you married yet? Because I can't find anybody as wonderful as you, Uncle Harry. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Whatever and, it takes. And uh, do you all just not want children? 
um, again, have something prepared that you can say. So you don't have to explain stuff. You don't have to get into those details. Have those answers ready. Yes. And good. Well, and also realize there may be other people in the family that are going through very difficult times. Yes. They may be going through a divorce or they may have had a kid that has an issue. We can step in and help in those particular situations. I mean, sometimes it's helpful, not sometimes, it's always helpful to have somebody that you trust that understands what's going on. So if you're going to be cornered by this particular relative and they're going to grill you over something and they're just going to push relentlessly to ask questions that your sister or your cousin or somebody steps in and says, oh, honey, I need you in the other room. Will you help me move chairs or will you help with the mashed potatoes to get you out of that situation? And then we can do that for other people. Absolutely. Um, it, to me, that's a way we love each other yeah. is to be there to help protect. So have your answers ready so you don't get caught off guard. And it's okay to simply say to any of these things, I'm just not comfortable talking about that right now. And you might have to say that two or three times, but even the most persistent person will eventually get it and they'll give up and they'll respect that. Mm-hmm. It's appropriate to set boundaries. Uh, a boundary is this is my space. This is my life. You are different, um, and it's okay to have a boundary there. That's right. Um, just like we have fences that make good neighbors in our neighborhoods, and it's okay to have boundaries. And, and we can do that in a loving way. Yeah. It, it doesn't mean, which some people encounter when they go to family holidays, you're crossing my boundaries. It right. doesn't have to be that. It can be, oh, my gosh, thank you so much for your concern. I'm not comfortable talking about that, or I really appreciate your prayers. Just keep praying good. for us. But Those you know good. what? I just don't want to talk about that. So good. But it's being gracious and loving in that because most of the time, 99% of the time, people want to know, your family wants to know because they love you and they're concerned about you. They're not trying to make you feel bad. They're not trying to gossip with everybody in the family, though sometimes they do. They're really concerned about you and they love you. So being gracious to them can be one of the best things we can do. It may not feel like it, um, or it may feel like it that you're on trial. Right. Um, and there's probably a few circumstances that you are. You, you are. Um, but you don't have to prove yourself. You don't have to justify yourself. You don't have to explain your life. That's right. Um, you have the right to your own privacy and what you choose to share. And sometimes our family, you know, we always encourage people to have safe people in their life so they can talk about anything. And the people are just like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. You know, they're so validating and so helpful. And they're not trying to fix us and so forth. And, you know, oftentimes we think, well, that should be family. Sometimes, but sometimes not. You know, sometimes they're just, even though they're family and they're wonderful people and we love them and we go visit them all the time, they're just not the safest people because sometimes they care too much. Right. They can't be okay if you're not okay. They have to make you happy. <laughs> they have to make mm-hmm. sure you're happy and they think they know how. And so they they relentlessly try to correct and teach and give you guidance and it's okay to go, thank you, but I'm okay. That's all right. I'm, you know, I'm working on it and you don't have to respond to those things. So much of it has to do with preparing your heart, preparing your mind, talking as a couple or as a family to figure out what works for you. Um, I think another important thing is we have to give each other or we have to come up with exit strategies, especially if you are visiting somebody um, that's out of town. 
and you're staying with them. But even if you're not, even if it's an in-town thing, if things get tense, you need to prepare ahead of time so that if you need to step out for a little bit, you can. So if you fly into another town, you know, rent a car. It is worth the money if you think that things are going to get difficult and you need to get away. Even if you have kids that need a nap and you're in a hotel, it's good to have that. Yeah, some of those, that's what some of those secret signals are for. And it's so that we can take a break. Yes. And, and it's okay to, in the middle of family game night or everybody's mm-hmm. doing something, it's okay to say, hey, we're going we're gonna to take a break and run someplace. And all you do is go and sit at Starbucks for a few minutes. Right. It's okay. They don't need to know. That's and you right. don't have to say, hey, we're going to Starbucks for a few minutes. Right. So there's not this expectation that you're going to bring back 20 drinks. Yes, <laughs> so, exactly. So, uh, and they don't have to know, well, where are you guys going? Oh, we're just going to take a break. And maybe all you do is take a drive. Or go for a walk. Yeah. Sometimes just that little bit of space can help you re-engage, go back and be loving and, and caring. And if you if you get enough of that space. I've noticed that our kids go to Starbucks a lot when they come and stay they with do. us. Or they go to all different kind of coffee shops. I'm just going to assume they love coffee. I'm sure they don't need a break are, from they're, us. They're do you think? Coffee fanatics. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> but but it, it is amazing how when you get together with family, Difficult things can crop up and you can find yourself getting thrown off a little bit. I remember a client coming into me years ago and she said, you know, I was all prepared with everything that we talked about and I've been doing all these Bible studies and I've been working on really setting boundaries and I was doing great. And then we were sitting at Christmas dinner. I'm eating a piece of pecan pie with just a little tiny bit of pumpkin pie on the side and a little bit of whipped cream on it. And my mother leans over and whispers in her ear, Honey, have you tried Weight Watchers? Oh, God. And she goes, there it went. It all went out the window. So part of the preparation is preparing us internally to deal with the things that are going on. And as you said earlier, we don't have to have approval and acceptance from family members. But that will be challenged. There will be times where you'll want to go. And as my client said, it was, I wanted to go your values are way off. I'm a wonderful, valuable person in spite of my weight. And don't you realize how warped that is? She goes, I can say that. And it wouldn't have been right to say that. But it is preparing yourself before you go in that there are going to be some things that will happen and you won't get your parents' approval or you won't get somebody else's approval. And oftentimes these powerful people in our life don't even know how powerful their words are. Exactly. They don't think that's going to be so harmful or take you back to being 10 or 15 or whatever. and Or invalidate and all of the progress and all the good things absolutely. in your life. They're, they really want to help you. They love you even if their love is not so helpful. Right. <laughs> and even if they're still parental and you're 35 years old, um, um, it really does come a pla- from a place most often of love. Now, obviously, oftentimes it has to do with their own self-esteem and they live their life through you and they need mm-hmm. you to be a certain way for them to feel okay about them. That's their issue. It is not your issue. And so don't let it become your issue. And, and if we do, if we put so much value in their approval or, or anything like that, then we'll live with that all of our lives, whether we're with them or not. So it really involves letting go. I can let go of this even if you have to sing the Frozen song, let it go all the way there and all the way home. Let it you go. really need to let some of those things go as hard as it is so you can truly 
not only be at peace with yourself, but enjoy the holidays and you accept your family for Is who they are. Is that why our granddaughters sing that so I much? think so. I've been, <laughs> trying to let go. We're learning a lot. We are. Yeah. And, and you know, sometimes there will even be manipulative family members that will try to say things in a roundabout way. Only way manipulation works, the only way this kind of pressure works is if you buy into it. Yeah, that's right. So you really have to opt out. When you feel those feelings come up, you have to go, you know what? I'm not going to go down this road. I'm not going to let myself get sucked yeah, into this. Absolutely. I'll just go in the bathroom and sing, let it go. One uh, thing that we found helpful, there's a group of social scientists that talk about a technique called becoming a participant observer. Mm-hmm. That when you're dealing with um, people that have different opinions or values or um, even even um, are in different camps, you know, we put everybody in camps now, talking about joining with that group and just observing. I'm going in just to observe rather than I'm going in to see who's right and who's wrong and, That's good. and how it relate, you know, how their opinion relates to my opinion. It, no, I'm just observing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's a way to kind of disconnect and to then be able to kind of report the ideas I report I kind of write a report and give a report about it later. So you're emotionally disconnected. Emotionally you're disconnected. present there, yeah. but you're emotionally disconnected. No, it's not a disrespect or it's not, a, you know, it's not to make fun of the family or to ridicule them, but even to report back, gosh, I noticed this. Did you notice when that happened mm-hmm. and then this happened? And sometimes that can help provide some emotional safety mm-hmm. um, for us. And so the, um, you know, we all encourage, as we talked about safe people, we all encourage people to have safe people in their lives that they can talk about the deeper things in life mm-hmm. and so forth. And we all wish that could be family members. And oftentimes it's not, um, mm-hmm. um, but being okay. So, so that's one idea uh, uh, that can be helpful to emotionally distance ourselves. Um, the, another, another idea they had was, um, to play they, they call it dysfunctional family bingo this is again a part of preparing ourselves ahead of time we know that crazy uncle harry is going to drink too much yes. we know that's going to be a reality and he's going to say the most inappropriate things um we know that um somebody's going to ask when are you going to get married you know hmm. Um, we know they're going to talk about who did you vote for and, and, or, or Christians certainly have to all vote for the, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we know they're going to make comments on how you raise your children if it's different from how they raise their children. Yes. So the idea is coming up with all of those statements ahead of time with little boxes by them. Mm-hmm. So again, bingo, playing bingo. So we, mm-hmm. we're going in and we're just, um, paying attention. You know, and so we all kind of have, we don't have to necessarily have a physical cardboard piece of paper in front of us where we're simply checking off. Yeah, I don't really recommend that. Don't recommend I that. I don't think that'll go well. Yeah, mm-hmm. but keep it on your phone or just do it in your head. Right. And when one of those things happen, you go, check, mm-hmm. it happens. Another mm-hmm. thing happens like, well, I was waiting for that one. Um, so we go in expecting that. And again, we're not expecting it to change or to be different mm-hmm. and we're not getting our hopes up and our hopes are dashed. And, and, but it also is a way to keep a bit of that emotional distance where I don't have to 
be offended by these things. I don't have to go in and change these things. Mm -hmm. I don't have to go in and why do they think that way? And Mm -hmm. I need to prove something to them. You don't have to go down the spiral. Don't have to go down the spiral. And it's just one of those simple ways that keeps us from getting sucked into that, to that craziness. I call those of courses with my clients. So sometimes we prepare ahead of time to go, of course, my sister's going to be three hours late to lunch and then complain because the food is cold. You know, of course, this is going to happen with so-and-so. So you go into it expecting it, but not in a negative way. It's just, yep, you know what? That's part of the holiday and that's okay. But I think also being a participant, say it again. A um, observer participant. Observer participant. Yes, 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 easy for me to say. Participant observer. Parti- okay. I'm sorry. I've we'll heard get, it both ways. We'll get it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But but part of that is looking for the good. Mm, so good. You yes. know, it's easy for us to focus on, oh, they're going to do this and they're going to do that. But we really should look at our family for the good. What are some of the positive characteristics that they have? Even crazy Uncle Harry has some yeah. positives within him. And people really feel loved and they thrive when we acknowledge some of the good things about them and in their life. So you may even with crazy Uncle Harry, it may be, and don't call him crazy Uncle Harry because that never goes well either. And no disrespect if there's any Uncle Harry's out really, there. Really, we don't have any honest. Um, <laughs> but even saying, you know what, it is so impressive that you guys have been able to stay married for 50 years. Finding good in everybody and encouraging them can be one of the best ways to have a good holiday. And everyone needs it. Everyone, as you said earlier, everybody's dealing with their own insecurities. And they're coming in with maybe some concerns or expectations over the holidays. And if you can be that loving person, it can change lives by feeling like they have that acceptance. You can also do some practical, again, I'm back to the practical, practical positive things like watch and see if the dishwasher needs to be unloaded. You know, take out the trash, watch your niece and nephew or play a board game with the young kids while other people are visiting. If that makes a difference, you have a chance to really help in the family and bring some positive things. And so look for ways that you can add to the holidays in a very positive way. Yeah. Wait, how do I serve them? Yes. You know, maybe we provide and, and um, prepare a meal. And uh, we're not just waiting on, you know, mom to do that or sister to do that. And, and uh, so how can I serve them in ways so we get our orientation towards we're here to serve, we're here to love. Um, if we go on the mission field, we don't expect those people to care for us. <laughs> we're right. there to care for them. Mm-hmm. And so if we can, you know, we've talked about how do you protect your heart. And mm-hmm. it's important to be able to do that from because these people are very powerful and they can affect us and spiral off into some negative ways and we do have to orient our thinking right and protect our heart but how do we give and if we can orient ourselves towards seeing the positive in them serving them caring for them uh, it just puts us in a whole different frame of mind and even if there's some hardships if we go on a mission trip we expect hardships that's right and so there's some hardships where we're here to love these people and we're here to care for them and and appreciate the deposit they've made in us. Yes. I remember when my mom got older and we decided, well, we saw that she was getting very anxious about preparing meals when everybody was coming. And so when we decided we would always bring Christmas Eve dinner and we would always do Christmas morning breakfast. 
And then everybody would pitch in for lunch. And you could just see the relief on her. It made it so she could enjoy the holidays too. And to me, that's what's really loving. The other thing that I encourage my clients to do after the holidays is debrief. Have somebody that you are comfortable with, that you really care about. You know, sometimes it's Sometimes it's a friend instead of your spouse because you've already talked about it with your spouse, but a friend that you just talk through. Okay, here's some of the things that were challenging. Here's here's some of the things that caused me to question some of my life decisions or some things that are going on in my life. And you can talk them through, talk it through with them to get some perspective on that. And then you can also talk about, and you can do this with your spouse as well. What do we want to do next year? To just make things a little bit different. different. Yeah. Yeah. How can we plan? Or we tried that this time and it didn't work. So what do we do next year to make it different? And then even reflecting on, you know, what are the things that I'm trying to change that I just can't? What are the things that I need to accept in my family? And how can I continue to love them better? Not only through the holidays, but in the time to come. Yeah. The debriefing is so helpful, I think. It helps us because in the moment, we may not be able to let go. Um, I know I heard that podcast and they said, I need to let this go and not change people and not take it personally. (laughs) But we're caught up in the middle of it. We're in a home that we remember or whatever. And we just, you know, it's bringing back all this. It's just too powerful. So maybe it's a week later, a few days later, we sit down with somebody and we talk that through and then. We're able to say, and we're not looking for them to fix us. We're just right. looking for them to hear it and validate it. And, and oftentimes then we're able to go, okay, I do need to let that go. I know that I'm not, you know, they're the same person they always have been. And it's, you know, it's probably going to happen next year again, but I need to let that go. Yes. Um, and so as we go into the holidays, first of all, remember everybody you encounter is going through difficulties. They've gone through some pain in their life and some difficulties and, Hurt people hurt people. You know, it's oftentimes out of their own hurt, out of their own needs, their own fears and anxieties that that um, um, people do need to f- change everybody or have everybody a certain way. And just know that everybody you encounter is going to experience that. And everybody you encounter is deeply, deeply loved by God. Um, they are his creation. They are loved by him. They're unique. Um, ask that God would help you to see their uniqueness and the unique thing that they bring into the world and the way that they represent God. Um, and there's parts of them that that's um, a reflection of God in some ways. And remember when you're trying so hard to change them or fix them, remember that God loves them even more than you do. And he knows them totally and completely. And he knows what they need. So we can let them go. We can put them in his hands and know whether they're your children or your parents or your grandparents or your cousin, he loves them and he's always pursuing them. Yeah. And if they do need to change, he knows how to move towards them and, and move them towards change. That's yes. not our responsibility. And so um, this is potentially the most wonderful time of the year. And so that's it for now. We pray um, that you have a very wonderful, imperfect perfect Christmas. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Blessings as you go forward in your journey. 
The Life and Love Nuggets podcast is a 501c3 nonprofit and is supported by gifts from people like you. To donate, go to lifeandlovenuggets.com slash donate. This podcast is produced by Clayton Creative in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The content should not be considered or used for counseling, but for educational purposes only. Oh, 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 o